This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity, the 11th of June. Every day we do 101 things which we take for granted, such as turning on lights, or waiting for a bus or train, or sending a text message. Somehow we just believe or know that they will be there when we require whatever it is we want. Many of the daily gestures we perform or words of expression that we use are done also without so much as a cursory thought, but it doesn't make them any the less meaningless or effective. On a higher level, with faith matters, there are similarly many things that we perhaps never think about simply because they're ingrained into our consciousness. The sign of the cross is perhaps the one which we least consider whenever we make it. It is perhaps so second nature to us that we never ever reflect that we're making a most profound act of faith in God, whom on this feast we call Father, Son and Spirit. What we have to do on this particular Sunday, this particular feast, is to say something or at least consider the very mystery that we call God. Of course, it's a temptation for the priest preaching each year on this great feast to simply say that God is a mystery, these three in one, and leave it at that, or just refer to St. Patrick in his shamrock, or St. Augustine with his clever diagram of the Trinity. A mystery, however, is a truth revealed by God, telling us something vital, which is above human reason. In other words, God is speaking to us about himself and telling us something we could not otherwise know by our own unaided reason. Isn't it wonderful that our faith is made up of those things that we can't work out for ourselves? In a world where we like to control everything and understand everything, there is God whom we cannot control and understand because he is pure mystery, pure essence, pure love. But good teachers know that if there is some important fact that they need to teach or communicate to their students, they can do it in a variety of ways, depending on the level of comprehension of their class. Secondary teachers will often find it difficult to communicate with primary school children, and university professors may have problems teaching younger students. In some ways, it can be easier to teach concepts pure and simple, whereas the real challenge, and often the real show of skill in teaching, is to be able to make the most sublime truths accessible to even the most simple. Parents will understand and know this. They'll know the challenge of being asked to explain very adult concepts to a small, inquisitive child. Yet, with the things of God, we can never go beyond a certain point, and all of the clever comparisons and analogies that we'll invent in the end will always be, in the famous words of St Thomas Aquinas, like so much straw. However, that doesn't stop the preacher preaching or the theologian writing or the teacher teaching, since God is an inexhaustible well, which never runs dry and of which we never reach the bottom. Through the ages, there have been a variety of ways man has spoken of God. We've given him many names. But when it comes to speaking about the God who has made himself visible in the person of Jesus Christ, then we have to speak about a God who has become a tiny child, and furthermore, has made himself even more vulnerable in that tiny piece of unleavened bread that we call the Blessed Eucharist. 
God takes on our flesh and blood so that we can become like him. St Basil, the great writing in the 4th century, expresses it beautifully and mysteriously when he writes, Through the Holy Spirit, we become citizens of heaven. We enter into eternal happiness and abide in God. Through the Spirit, we acquire a likeness to God. Indeed, we attain what is beyond our most sublime aspirations. We become God. Difficult and sometimes puzzling that that is for us to comprehend, we can see this very clearly expressed in the prayer of the Church. Every prayer begins and ends with the invoking of the Blessed Trinity, the sign of the cross, the conclusion or doxology at the end of the liturgical prayers. Each of the sacraments has that Trinitarian dimension. And above all, the Mass itself, which is the action of Jesus, priest and victim, who offers himself for us to the Father, in and through the power of the Holy Spirit. How we know this is because the Lord himself has told us. We could never have worked this out for ourselves. It is through him, with him and in him, to the Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Often Jesus speaks about he and how he and the Father are one, and also how he had to return at the ascension so that the comfort of the Holy Spirit could come to them, could come to us. It's Mary, of course, who has the most intimate relationship with the three persons of the Trinity, so she can lead us with maternal love to seek and know the God of our Father, and who stoops down now to be in communion with us. Let us pray. God, our Father, who by sending into the world the word of truth, and the spirit of sanctification, made known to the human race your wondrous mystery. Grant us, we pray, that in professing the true faith, we may acknowledge the trinity of eternal glory and adore your unity, powerful in majesty. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.